Well, hello there and welcome to my corner of the digital universe. Prepare to dive deep, get real, get close, and find out entirely too much about subjects you don't care about. I am Jeremy Griffin, and these are my conversations. So grab a coffee and get comfortable, because here we go. You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. For those regular listeners who haven't heard an episode from me in the last three months or so, um, welcome back. And you may have noticed a change to the intro. Uh, instead of people you don't know, it was subjects you don't care about. Because today my guest is... <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> what what an intro, right? <laughs> uh, today my guest is the host of Scatter Shooting, Randy Renner. Randy, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. In fact, I'm really good actually wow that's great news yes yes <laughs> uh, you know it's a gorgeous day and uh, you know it's been an exciting day mm-hmm. you know uh, as long as you know you didn't have uh, debris fall on you from uh, the uh, tornado this morning or I, tornadoes not, yeah i didn't notice any debris fall on me no i was uh, i was awakened awoken awaken from my slumber that's what yes the, yes you were anyway five, five o'clock like in the morning that. Yes. Like that. Um, my weather radio actually did the job it was not the sirens outside but my weather radio over my head screamed well good that, that's what uh, that's what it's designed to do yeah and people need to you know and they the weather service always says in the lead up to a severe weather event like yesterday and also like sunday and this morning they always say make sure you have more than one way yep to get the warning you know, and some people only depend on sirens or mm-hmm. television. But I mean, you know, if you're sound asleep, yeah, yeah, you may not hear the sirens. I'd you're not watching television, anything yeah. like that. And the weather radio is really good, or the warning that you have that you know you can build into your phone. Yeah, that went off too. That woke up. So woke us up as well. Yeah, I was uh, I was already at work, and I'd watch this line of storms come in. And there hadn't been a warning on any of not even a severe thunderstorm warning. So, you know, I really wasn't paying a whole lot of attention doing, you know, my thing, what I needed to do. And all of a sudden, ah, ah, you know, yeah. my phone went off and I thought, well, it's either a flood warning or maybe a severe thunderstorm warning. And I picked up the phone and looked at it and it said tornado warning, Oklahoma County. And I'm all like, right. uh-oh, <laughs> I better I check this out. So went down to the 11th floor and Mike uh, Road King Rogers was already there. We have the old uh, brew studio, which is at the southwest corner of the building. And so in a useless exercise, (laughs) you know, we were both looking out the window and of course it's pouring down rain and it's dark. Right. And it's a, you know, a very small tornado that you might not necessarily even see in the daytime. Right. So we're still, you know, we're looking and we're like, you know, do you see anything? Do you see anything? I don't see it. It did damage, just very localized, very localized. Yeah, it was uh, one of those, you know, what they call uh, QLCS tornadoes, which is a quasi-linear convective system. Oh, is weird. the name of, it's what we used to call and what a lot of people still call a squall line. Yeah. Which is what we had uh, rolling in. And sometimes it's just a really, Yeah, it's just really thin. It's it's a yes, it's a thin line, but very intense at the front of it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, in particular situations, you get a lot of wind with this, 
which is you know what we had and a lot of inflow which is also what we had and you can get little spin-ups at the front of right. the line you know if you grew up around here we're used to seeing in the big supercell thunderstorms that we get in the spring and sometimes in this time of year like mm -hmm. we did yesterday in a couple of other parts of the state they're at the back right. of the and the bottom storm usually, right yes and uh but this happens at the front and usually they're very small quick spin-ups you have no lead time basically on the radar uh and so they can be very dangerous when Man, they come in fast. at night yeah it was moving at about 50 55 miles an hour yeah which is also a little faster than than what normally the supercells will you know lots of times sometimes it's faster but a lot of times they're 30 miles an hour ish mm -hmm. you know something like that so this is a little bit <clears throat> this is a little bit different but that's what we had this morning and i think as they kind of study this we probably had more than one we probably right. had maybe two or at least two maybe three or four uh because it I was able to look at some of where some of the damage paths were and you know you had like some areas almost you know two or three miles away from each other yeah but not in a regular path type thing and sure. sometimes when when these happen you'll see one develop and then you may see a, a another one and another one so you could have in a sense a multi-vortex situation but not really because they're different areas of the storm um, and i think maybe that's what what ended up happening mm -hmm. and one uh, was about a mile from 50 pin yeah there was some damage at uh, western and grand wow uh which is a, about a mile away and then we had some uh you know the worst of it was out in mustang mm -hmm. this morning with some cars flipped and roof damage on the houses and stuff like that most of the rest that i'm aware of anyway some street signs blown down trees blown down limbs blown down power lines blown down that sort of thing i didn't when i left anyway i did not see any big structural damage really except for what we saw out in yeah mustang but when it comes in in the middle of the night man it's oh i it know it can be a scary kind of thing well and it's it, it's good uh we listen to aaron tuttle a lot on uh, facebook and mm -hmm. so i had the heads up that it was going to be after midnight overnight right. so i made sure the weather radio was what it's supposed to be doing and it like i said it did its job and uh you know it's weird to me though is we went out um this morning and got on the back patio because it was coming it was going north of us and uh this was how pronounced that line was is we didn't even have a gust of wind coming i could see off to the north the storm but it hadn't hit where we were so there was not even just a light breeze and then then it came a whale and the rain started coming you just kind of yeah here it is <laughs> yeah it was kind of at that uh northeast to southwest mm -hmm. angle you know it wasn't coming in a uh, true straight line in a true yeah. right and so yeah so it would hit north of you first and then the you know the further south you were you'd get it either a few minutes or maybe right. several minutes later and uh it was nice though it's like well the thing i was happy about is in my backyard you know my uh, my umbrellas i had the conversation oh yeah we talked about it when I we know. were out in the patio last week exactly i i told lori yesterday last night because i knew the rain was coming in i had some firewood that 
we had cooked but not burned up all the way so i put it on put another fire on last night just for about an hour or so and we were just kind of visiting out there and i said yeah i'm wondering if i should take these umbrellas down and because you know there's storms coming in and i said but on the other hand kind of want to see how they'll do (laughs) and they did fine so i don't know what kind of gusts we had but my anchors worked fine they stayed in the ground everything worked great well there were several gusts of uh 50 to 60 miles an hour uh, along the front of, of that well and if some, it took that uh, a little more than that yeah you know probably where those those spin-ups those were. spin-ups were it was probably more than that probably close to 80 mm. especially in the stronger ones like maybe the one that hit mustang yeah probably a little stronger probably around 80 maybe wow. 90 you know something like that well, I feel pretty good about it. All my, my chairs stayed. My Of course, my tables are going to stay. They're concrete. <laughs> They're not going to blow very easily. I mean, a tornado would take it. Right. But, like know. what we had, uh, you know, in that first round when, when you had those two big supercells out in western Oklahoma, uh, you know, there were a couple of radar signatures. You know, when you go to the velocity on the radar where um, it was showing... 160 miles an hour worth of shear Mm. which basically is an ef3 almost an ef4 tornado wow and uh so it's just lucky that most of the time when that was on the ground was in areas where you was not densely populated Mm -hmm. that slammed into the airport at clinton and damaged i think 24 of the 25 hangars wow they have at that airport and some were damaged pretty heavily but it's not like if we'd have had that take the path of what these little spin-ups that we had last night we would be in a terrible situation here oh yeah and uh so it was just lucky that you know it was in some areas where uh you know you didn't have densely packed housing and a lot of where this was down on the ground it was pasture land and you know that's that sort of thing because uh the velocity signatures on those storms last night was very high end Hmm. and it it could have been a really really bad situation man and it's october it's you know we've had with what we had last night and there were right now i think they're just counting it as one but that could change right like i was saying because of the where some of the damaged areas were you could make an argument that we had at least two and maybe even three or four little different areas well we're just counting one with that that came through we have had get this in the state of oklahoma this month october 22 tornadoes wow which is second most ever in an well not ever but since records have been kept like 100 years 150 years although you start going back that far your numbers get a little shaky (laughs) but anyway in the recorded history it's second most we've had in october the most was if i remember right 1998 Hmm. when we had uh, 25 and so depending upon what this counts for today one or if it's multiples then uh we might have the record right now wow so uh and that's and this time last year we had snowpocalypse right we, we had the big we had the big ice storm that just 
Cut power decimated for days, the area. Yeah. Weeks for some people. Right, because it came in October. In October, right. With uh, the leaves still <laughs> on the trees. And, you know, most Octobers, that's the way it's going to be. I mean, right. we've had some where we have a big cold snap early and you lose a lot of leaves. But, you know, it's kind of like now. I mean, there's a lot of leaves on those trees. And when you get the ice like that, it has a. Uh, a bigger surface area that right. the ice will stick to because of all the leaves uh, and uh it just was an absolute nightmare so yeah the last Pretty two crazy. octobers have you know and we're we're only halfway done with this exactly well that's just it the end the end is coming man and that's that you know many things i want to talk about today uh again for those of you guys listening my guest randy renner host of scatter shooting if you haven't listened to scatter shooting it is uh well, it is on the street. A race. unique experience. It's a unique experience. <laughs> um, it's Randy and I talking uh, about whatever we want to talk about. So today we're going to kind of do that. Well, kind of nothing. We're going to absolutely do that. Um, but I, I encourage you to go streamgrace.com. You can check it out there. Um, released pretty much every Wednesday uh, around one o'clock. Yeah. More like two o'clock, I suppose. We record at one. But as soon as we're done, we post it, and uh, you guys can check that out. But <clears throat> uh, I want to talk a little bit about something that happened today. I'm so excited. Um, James Tiberius Kirk embarked <laughs> on his adventure for probably the last time, I assume. Maybe I shouldn't assume that, but I'm going to assume uh, first time for real, last time, <laughs> and went to space today. Yeah, and internationally uh, recognized space. Some people don't recognize it as space, like the guy that I uh, can't think of his name now, but anyway, he kind of took over for Hawking. Um, that they weren't high enough to be a truly that in space? They, yeah, he, yeah, that's not very high. But they... And it's not very high by comparison to the moon. Right, right, right. Well, sure. But, you know, they were weightless that's for true. about three minutes. Right. So they ex escaped Earth's gravitational hold on them. Right. And I think a lot of people would say, well, you know, if you're... If you're not being held down by gravity, you're, you're in space. You're in space. Yeah, I think that's fair. And, uh, you know, I would probably go along with that. And he also became the oldest yeah. human being to do this, beat out uh, Wally Funk, who went uh, about, what, six weeks, weeks ago, ago, 10 weeks, whatever, wherever it's been. Wally, of course, went to school at OSU. Right. And she was just recently honored up at OSU. She came back to She's still the oldest recently. woman. Still the oldest woman, yes. 87, I believe. Right and uh and uh captain kirk's 90 right um for now but i mean with einstein's now. theory of relativity oh i mean who knows yeah, where there that you go doesn't come in uh william shatner by the way is yes just, sorry you know, william shatner. just in case people are going captain kirk who the hell is that if you don't know who james tiberius <laughs> kirk is get off my channel <laughs> don't do that i'm already short of listening i, I know I, but some people might you know well they they probably know now i mean it's gotten so right. much publicity here that that he was going up in this but there might be well there's probably some people who don't know who the heck william shatner is well right and may know who but here's james the, kirk is here, here's the weird thing to me about this i was i was following along the live stream this morning and i was reading through comments and it was interesting to me most people on the comments there believed this was the first flight uh manned flight for blue horizon uh, in spite of the fact that that same thread had people talking about the last flight <laughs> and the commentators and everything else. But it just kind of goes to show, I mean, I don't know the details here, but I fully presume here that Bezos at least gave 
gave him a free ticket if not paid him to do this trip um yeah he was he was went up as a guest of jeff bezos and there were people who speculated that uh you know because he's given it so much publicity he's done so much stuff with it and you know he's done some uh some documentaries he may be doing something like that i would imagine it's going to show up somewhere and so he's probably amazon prime perhaps we think oh there you go that's probably (laughs) a good possibility so he may have you know he may be getting or he you know he may have just been happy to yeah you know hey i'll go up and because i think the and one other person who works for uh, yeah she's the basically a boss <laughs> yeah yeah she went for uh free works for uh spacex nope. and then two other people Not spacex uh blue horizon blue horizon well but it's SpaceX oh spacex is, is elon musk, musk isn't yeah. uh, it that'd those, be awesome though if she did work for elon i musk. i get those billionaires so confused mm-hmm. um and then there were two paying uh, customers, and I, I right. think they said they paid a quarter million each. Yeah, and one was from Australia, or I was an Australian citizen. Um, I heard them both talk. I didn't pick up the accent, so I don't know how long he's been in the states. But well, you know, maybe he's one of those guys, like some of the actors. Well, true. You know, who you know can just go into a an American accent. I was going right. to say English, but that's not really. That is different. It's more of an American accent. Yeah. I can't tell you how many shows I've watched. You're fooled, aren't you? Yes, I am too. And I, I thought you know, about and, it today. And, and I, you know, would see a guy, and you know, and he sounds like he was born and raised yeah. in Omaha or whatever, right? And then you, you know, and it's you know maybe it's on one of your favorite shows or whatever. You see a YouTube video, so and so discusses the upcoming season, and you you start listening to it, and you're right. like, oh. He's talking us with an Australian accent. What is well, this? Well, there's there's two of them that stick out to me right away. Christian Bale uh, is some other accent, uh, and everything I'm ever see him in, for the most part, he speaks with an American accent. Yeah. And then uh, Rick from The Walking Dead. Oh right, he's British. He's British. And it's it's yes. like Carl. That's what I hear. Carl. <laughs> Why did you do that? And then yes. it's like, when I was playing the character of uh, Rick, it was very, you know. Yes. I mean, it's and one of the one of the lead uh, characters, or lead actors, on uh, Chicago Fire, uh, and I forget his name, but he was on House also. He's from Australia. Ah. He was on House, that old uh, show, and he, you know, when, when he spoke on House, he had his Australian accent because wow. he played... The character he played was Australian, a doctor. That's convenient. There you go. But when you watch him on Chicago Fire, if you didn't know, mm. you would never guess. Yeah. You know, he sounds like he was... I want to see know. a movie where the leads are from different countries and they're doing each other's accents, just coincidentally. <laughs> like Hugh Grant and um keanu reeves keanu reeves actually i don't know that i want to hear keanu reeves do an english accent because i feel like i would uh not be able to stand that i don't think he could do it but you know what i'm saying somebody like you know very clear cut sure just be weird man and speaking of house you know hugh Hugh laurie who played the character house was british yes and in house he didn't speak with a british no he spoke with an american i didn't realize how many brits we actually had this is your point yes but yes there's 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 a bunch from britain from australia and you know some other countries and you would not know 
uh and it's i i just find it you know kind of interesting because here mm-hmm. i've lived here all my life and you're hearing it you know a person talk and you're thinking well clearly he's not that it really matters one way or the other right but it's just a little bit shocking when you see a you know a video or a news story about this person and they're themselves right and you hear a foreign accent you're like you're like well why is he speaking like oh you know and and kind of back to this idea of characters and and going back to to uh william shatner I, he was uh they played an interview before the launch today and and it was interesting to me because he the up to it everyone's referring to him like i did always saying captain kirk captain right. kirk and and he said um he made a comment that just kind of said to me, this guy's finally over Comic-Con. You know, it's like for years, their whole Star Trek careers are built. And now granted, William Shatner had quite a few other successful things. Of course, nothing on par with Star Trek, but TJ Hooker and sure. game show hosts. And he's done a lot of things. And but he's done a lot of documentaries, a lot of exactly. He's in uh, Boston Legal. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. a lot of stuff. So he's had a lot of success, but you yeah. just know that there's that sense of like, gosh, I am always Captain Kirk. Yeah. And he even said it to uh, in that interview. He just mentioned how you know, so many people were inspired by the, by the character. I'd never heard him refer to that as the character. Um and he said, I just figured, hey, let's go with it. And I thought, yeah. wow. So this is kind of that first, first <clears throat> you know, time I've heard him drop that. You there's know? some actors like him who embrace it. There are others who absolutely do not. And there are some whose roles became so iconic almost that they can't hardly get a job doing anything else. Mark Hamill. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is he anything go. other than Luke Skywalker? I mean, he's no. he's been in other shows, and but he right. But everybody remembers, and and really, you could absolutely say the same about William Shatner, mm-hmm. because more people remember, especially people our age or my age in particular, that even though I, you know, I mean, I watched T.J. Hooker, I watched Boston Legal, I love that show. But he was but, still Kirk. Yeah, I think he's the Captain person Kirk who had it worse out of that whole group was Leonard Nimoy. Oh, probably. Be, and I, I mean, because literally, I cannot think of a single thing he was in other than Star and Trek. He was in a lot of stuff too. Yeah. And there are other guys. I, I mean, you know, DeForest Kelly was in right. a lot of stuff, and a lot of people remember him as Doctor McCoy, and uh, of course uh, Jimmy Doohan, who was also in a bunch of stuff. Scotty is what he's always remembered. he yeah. was in a bunch of jimmy Doohan was, was in a in bunch Western, of i was gonna say yeah. yes he was in a bunch it's amazing how we know just what the other <laughs> and that's kind of reaching a little bit there i didn't even i had no idea that you knew he was in westerns and there you go and you knew that's where i was going it's just so, my i don't know it's just you know but yeah. you know that's just but th- those guys will always be remember and george takai right now yeah who with shatner I, I think they're the only ones of the original series I remember right that is Major Barrett may still be but anyway of the main ones uh yeah. you know I think everybody else is dead other than other than them and George Sakai of course was I think the Lieutenant key is Sulu. if you look at it with these different actors because Hayden Christensen had a similar experience and not the same you probably do you even know that name no, uh-uh. he played older Anakin Skywalker in the prequel of the Star Wars trilogy okay so um so he was so he was basically in two episodes of the now nine episodes of star trek saga um so he later becomes darth vader and but he's one of those guys so 
his breakthrough, like his, uh, we'll say, freshman role was as Darth Vader or Anakin Skywalker. Luke Hamill, or Mark Hamill, <laughs> Luke Hamill, might as well be, right? Mark Hamill. Or, uh, or uh, Mark Skywalker, whatever <laughs> right. you want, however you want to do that. Kind of a similar boat. It's like these are people that were relatively unknown before right. their roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you look at, by contrast, the reboot of Star Trek, you don't have as much of that. You have some actors who were in yeah. other things before that were not huge, but prominent still. You know, and so when I go back and watch the reboot of Star Trek, and I'm not talking about the Generations one, but the the one with. Uh, oh, you're not talking about Next no, Generation. I'm talking about the ones with like a Zachary Quinto as. Oh, the Spock. oh okay, the reboot of the Star, uh, the Trek, Star Trek movies. movies. Okay, yes. gotcha. So when I look at that, I'm like, well, these folks, they all like Zachary Quinto was in uh, what's that one? Heroes television show was a big. I mean, that was where his and thing. Chris Pine has been in a Chris lot of Pine's stuff. Chris Pine's been in a bunch of stuff. And you know what? You know what? I really, really like. You know, and they've done a lot of Star Trek movies. And Kirk and Spock and McCoy and Scotty were in a lot right. of, of those Star Trek movies. Well, here's what I the what, and and I we may have even talked about this before. And I know this is kind of geeky, but I'm going to do go there anyway. It's all right. The thing that I hated most about those Star Trek movies, okay? Which ones? The newer ones? The the ones with Kirk and Spock and the all, original all, ones? all those. You know, yeah. Star Trek and Star Trek. To, or Star Trek the movie or whatever and Star Trek 2 Wrath, Wrath of Khan and Star Trek etc etc I believe I think in every one of those movies maybe there was one where they didn't do this but I think in every one of those movies those guys wore different uniforms yeah drastically different uniforms mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and I assume they did it just to have a new look or a new, you know, whatever. But when you think about the Navy, the right. U.S. Navy, right. the U.S. Army, the U.S. Marines, the U.S. Air Force, obviously there have been slight changes over the years. But when you look back, they're very, mm -hmm. very similar to pretty much what they've always been right or at least from the world war ii era forward mm -hmm. not really any big changes right and so i was like what what the heck are they doing why are they doing this but the new star trek movies the ones with chris pine and zachary quinto all like that their their change for the movie was to go back to the TV show. Right, exactly. And they're all in those uniforms. Right. And I thought, bravo, yeah. way to go. And the other thing that I thought was so great about this, they put actors in there, especially, especially Pine and Quinto. Mm -hmm. and, and particularly, especially with Chris Pine. When you watch those, and you're watching Chris Pine play Captain Kirk, you're looking at Bill Shatner play Captain Kirk. Right. I mean, it's the similarities in the way they look, you know, with Chris Pine, the way he looks today, and what Bill Shatner looked like in the old Star Trek days, extremely similar. And Chris Pine must have watched those Star Trek, because he's got the voice the inflection, the swagger, the swagger, yeah. the gestures—it's all 
what Shatner did with that character. And again, I say, bravo. Yeah. If you're a Star Trek fan of the original TV series, that's exactly what you wanted to see. Yeah. Exactly what you wanted to see. Yeah, it was good. I loved him, actually. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I've never considered myself a fan of Star Trek or Star Wars. I like them both. I don't, you know, I'm not off the charts like some people are. Um, but I, I mean, I just loved it. Of course, I'm a Michael Bay fan. I like pretty much anything he's a part of. And, you know. Oh, I thought the movies that, were really, really, really good. good. Really good. good. stuff. I kind of wish there was another one, but, you know, COVID. I just like saying COVID by everything. You know, I, I will say this, though, a little, little added note. So, uh, switching gears, because I am trying to emulate scatter shooting as much as possible okay, good. here. So, I need to make my notes about what we talked about. Um, so, uh, as you know, my my wife uh, had COVID about a year ago. Our parents mm-hmm. had it. I never got tested, but my son and she had it, and I got sick at the same time. They had COVID. So, so we pretty much... Pretty much, you probably had, had COVID. Yeah. That's probably a good assumption. I think it's fair. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, she uh, she had some blood work done the other day and asked to find out about her uh, antibodies, mm-hmm. see where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever that I don't remember the specific numbers, um, but whatever number is good, like they say, okay, as long as it's above this number, you're you're good, or basically you have a working immunity against COVID. She had a number that was twenty times higher than that number. Um, wow. And yes. So I don't know about the rest of the world. But my wife has maintained over a year of really strong immunity to COVID-19, so. And I, uh, you know, and that's interesting because obviously in this country, you can get banned from Twitter for even suggesting uh, such a thing. Mm -hmm. But there have been, you know, the big study in Israel that thousands of, thousands of participants, and it indicated that their natural immunity was extremely strong and stronger than what is believed to be, uh, you know, the, what whatever immunity you get from the vaccine. Yeah. But you can't say that. You can't, you know, and nobody's paying attention, you know, when these vaccine mandates come out, you know, say you have to be, there's not a, or you can present, you know, and we, nobody has a card to show that, hey, we've had the test and we have yes. COVID antibodies. We See, have COVID yeah. And in my opinion, as Mike Gundy would say, my opinion, uh, there ought to be. Yeah. You know, why isn't there? If you, if you have a, a card that says you've been vaccinated, you can take the test and to see if you've got your own natural immunity, your it's own the same, antibodies. It, the same or better in result. Right. Yeah. Why can't you have a card that shows that? Well, that, my friend, is the answer to the question. The other end of that equation is the truth behind what's going on in this country. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. it kind of has to be. Because you and because I are she, not brilliant When, when she got the test, I'm, I, you know, I, she probably didn't ask about it because she knew it didn't exist. But I assume the medical people who gave her that test didn't have her fill out the stuff uh, and they didn't fill out a card right. that says, hey, you know, congratulations. Yeah. You're good. No, of course not. In fact, she had to ask. She had blood work done for other reasons. She had to dig it out and say, hey, can you guys... She asked for them to also run that test, which they did, but even getting her results was a an issue, 
I mean, it took effort. Getting her results of the, the COVID antibodies? Uh, the COVID antibodies, yeah. The other ones, because why she was getting the blood work done, about, you know, I don't know all the junk, but while she was getting that work done, that they gave her the results, but her request for, can you please tell me my antibodies? They got the data back, but she had to call a couple different times to get them to give their results to her. And I don't think it was uh, well, nefarious. Sort, sort of, well, I what mean, else could it be? Well, what I'm Why saying is. Why are you is, not telling somebody? I mean, you know, maybe if right. you had called, I'm just, okay, yeah. we can't divulge uh, what you're why. Well, that, I mean, no, it's our I know. stuff. Well, I know. And they did tell her. I'm just saying it wasn't as automatic is my point they they send her automatically here's the results of your blood work what she asked for for herself she had to call to get versus it just getting sent to her which is just you know here's here's the bottom line to it all though you know i was asked by somebody else today as most of you who listen to me know and probably most of you who listen to me feel the same way but there's a lot more to this COVID story than COVID. COVID is just, you know, it's like playing paintball. People often ask me about paintball and they think I'm a fanatic about paintball. And I say paintball is simply the context for which I gather with others. And that's the thing. I love playing paintball, yes. But what I love about it is the relationships that I build from it and the people around me. So COVID, I don't love COVID, but COVID is just the object of the of what's happening it's the, it's the context we're going to use covid to do what we're going to do and the antibody test to me is proof in the pudding that all this is is about compliance and control because yeah. it's super simple and in fact i would still be angry don't get me wrong if there were mandates requiring me to prove i had antibodies but i do that because it's not putting something in my body it's telling you what's already in my body uh-huh. and even that again i'd be angry with but I'd be okay with it. Right. Now, you know, we've seen as uh, some of these studies have shown, because, you know, a lot of people, you know, we really didn't know, uh, or at least I didn't. I mean, obviously some people did. I assume Dr. Fauci did, but we didn't really know. And, and a lot of us may still don't know exactly what's in there. But apparently one thing that's in there, aborted fetal tissue yeah that is a problem and so now uh you know we we had heard originally that there would be religious exemptions and then we heard well no we're not going to do religious exemptions and it's gone back yes we are no we're not well we will maybe or no we maybe won't and now basically the catholic church has said yeah once they found out that aborted fetal tissue is in this that's a big no-no for us we can't do that and so it's going to be interesting you know and i you know and nancy pelosi was over in rome with an audience i don't know why the pope (laughs) even bothered well you know if i'm the pope i'm like you know what girl stay in san francisco yeah you're not welcome at the vatican all right I don't want to talk to you. I don't even want to talk to you the on the Pope phone. probably likes her. And tell your boy Joe, I don't want him over here either. But the Pope isn't you, and you ain't the Pope. But, you know, the Pope <laughs> is supposed to be, you know, kind of against killing babies. But, you know, whatever. I'm well, sure that'll get me in trouble. But, you know, hey. Hey, it is what... Well, here's the thing. <laughs> well, actually, technically, this is kind of more your show. This is my... Yeah, it's you're fine. Than this is where show, you get but, to unleash. You know, of course, hey. I'm going to unleash either way. No, but the conversation <laughs> I had today about COVID turned... In, and, and just for the record, you're vaccinated. Yes. The guy I was speaking with earlier today, vaccinated. So this isn't an anti-vax conversation. These are things that are being brought up to me. Now, I, I probably brought this up in, here, but we talked about it a lot. So... 
the thing that was so interesting is uh, he was talking to me because um, he's a he's a church leader and a pastor, and he has been has been writing letters to on on behalf of armed service members who've asked him to uh, for religious exemption from the from the uh, vaccine, and he's he told me he's written like eight or nine now, and that. Uh, what's happening is these guys are getting dishonorably discharged. And I said, well, yeah, they're obeying or disobeying a direct order. And I said, look, if the, if when you sign up to be in the military, you're being, you sign up to, for them to be able to tell you to go kill yourself. <laughs> I mean, basically mm-hmm. if you're in war, they might say, Hey, go in there and clear that room knowing you might die. So of course they're going to vaccinate you. That's not even a thing. And I get it. I, I don't like it. I disagree with it fundamentally, but it is what it is. With that said, he was talking about that and how we're, you know, they're being discharged. Now, I think we're on the brink of civil war. I think we're already in a civil war. It's just not fired off yet. And so Maybe he- Maybe kind of a cold civil war. Definitely in the cold civil war. Um, and his question to me was, what did I think was really going to happen here? He said, um, because, you know, you got all these guys being discharged. And to me, because he, he said, is this being done on purpose? Because we're talking about- um, and all these things are connected. That's why I'm bringing them up. But we've got a massive shortage of stuff in our country. Like we have ships trying to bring stuff in that we're not letting them get on into the docks and unload. We've got trucks waiting to take them to places. We just don't have goods. Um, they're not being allowed to come into the country. And there can be lots of talk about whys, but it's the same thing. So here's all the connected things. Hospital bed shortage is not a hospital bed shortage because, and this is quote unquote, because of COVID. No, there's a hospital bed shortage because of a shortage of staffing. Why is there a shortage of staffing? Well, because you've laid off up to a quarter to a third of your people for not getting vaccinated. And if you will remember way back uh, shortly after grandpa Joe uh, won the presidency, he said, "No one, yeah, oh yeah, will be fired Listen. or laid off if they don't yeah. get the vaccine. They're not trying. We dude. will not do mandates, all that stuff." He they said, said that. they were against the vaccine for well, right. during the yes, lead yes, up to and the, that's the other thing on. that nobody talks about except for us and Fox News. Both and and you know, I just find it amazing sometimes. Both Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. And Nancy Pelosi and, and Chuck and, Schumer. Yes, all said, well, I'm not taking the Trump bags. It's the Trump bag. Well, I'm not, t-. you know, it's like he was in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't in the kitchen. You know, he fast-tracked a lot of this. And granted, when you fast-track something, obviously yeah. it's not being tested yeah. for the long, the length of time that a lot of these other drrugs and vaccines are tested right i agree they, with them they, then. they I get still it agree all with they get it all you know put together and you don't know i yeah. mean it's you don't know what's what's going to happen five years down the road because it hasn't been five years exactly you know we so we don't know but it seems to work against covid or at least where the death rate has dropped at least that's what some people are saying who knows if that's really true who knows if anything is really true can't trust anything can't trust anything but my point is they all were saying that right and a lot of the people uh i think one of the reasons that a lot of the people who have remained unvaccinated is because they listened yes to joe and kamala and nancy and, so, and chucky well Boy. It, it, or their own self their own or common their own, sense. right their own comments right. true 
but I have to believe, especially some of the the you know the uh, the people and and one of the the biggest groups that's unvaccinated are black people. Yeah. Well, they're they're and PhDs and PH, which is yes, and Hello. PhDs too. Yeah. That ought to tell you something. But as far as the the uh, black population, a lot of them voted for Joe and Kamala. So presumably, a lot of people were listening to what they were saying during the campaign. Yeah, but his, and yeah. it's also uh, there's a big I think in the black population and really now more and more in everybody a big mistrust of the government not only the federal government but state governments <laughs> they do lie city government yeah they, they lie. not only do they, they lie. lie they lie unashamedly unashamedly they do it so they close to, and i mean come and on these aren't little little fibs no you know they're, they're not little life like changing we call lies. you know uh, you know a little white lie right or, you no, know no, no, whatever no. they're big these are things that have yeah. been made up you know totally made up and they've talked about it as if it's true right and not only is i mean there's no basis in fact whatsoever right right and and they're selling it like oh uh, yeah and they're passing stuff along to russia collusion and all all that that. just a huge that totally made up and but this is and this is the whole thing so you start looking at this kind of crap right so you we look at an employment shortage again people are leaving their jobs because of mandates and you talk about people leaving their jobs and now some and they they don't know for sure you know how this breaks down but certainly some of it is definitely because of mandates last month yeah last month not last year no i know or last decade last month 4.3 million people quit quit their jobs right 4.3 million right that is a shocking number and you know what doesn't show up so when they do their unemployment stuff see those numbers don't show up on unemployment yeah because you quit quit. yeah so they so their good reports are the unemployment claims have gone down or whatever they're gonna say well okay but four and a half million people quit their job right have have left the workforce now some of those people i I mean you know they're not all those 4.3 million people are not working and unemployed they went somewhere else a lot of them went to places that didn't have vaccine mandates i can tell you that well and one of those places you know maybe the the you know what they call the gig economy exactly which is booming right now and a lot of people can live in it baby there you go right (laughs) and a lot of people are like you know what i can do what i i can do what this company is paying me to do especially if it's something that's computer oriented that sort of thing research oriented mm-hmm. i can do that from my home office from my couch for multiple from people my for lazy a lot more boy. money yes yeah yes because not only in a in the gig economy and doing something like that you're not just working for whatever company you are working for. You're maybe working for several different companies, right? Doing different projects, and they're all paying you. You could make, and then you know, you just cuts down on travel expenses, going to work, which now is twice as expensive as it used to be because the price of gas is twice as any. Here's something else. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just amazing that went on today. After what, you remember what Joe Biden did 
among several things <laughs> that he did on his first day as president of the United States. Um, I've done some dumb things. Now I'll do dumb things again. I'm yeah. sure it fell into that category. Yes, it did. <laughs> he, uh, you know, it may have been the very first executive order he signed, or it was certainly, you know, in that group because he did it on day one was to cancel the contract for the Keystone XL pipeline. Right. Ever since, he's done some other things that have really sabotaged the energy industry in the United States, mm -hmm. which has helped shove the price of oil and natural gas through the roof. Guess what he did today? Oh, what? He went to the energy companies and said, can you guys help us out? This price of gas and oil has gone through the roof. And I'm sure the energy executives are looking at him like, really? <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> and after he has shoved a, not a knife, but a, you know, a machete, a sword, <laughs> right. you know, through their necks, basically. Now he's going, uh, can you help us out right. here? And they're like, what do you want us to yeah. do? You're the one who closed down the Keystone Pipeline. This is You're the one who opened dude. the spigots for the Russian pipeline right. going into Europe. You're the one who's making it difficult for us to do any new drilling anywhere. You're the one who's closed off all these areas that look so promising that we were gonna do stuff. You're the one who's caused this yeah. whole thing and now you're coming to us? This is we it, can't though. do really anything about it. You just hit, this is Jeremy's conspiracy theory on, on the crumbling of uh, Western society. And I say Jeremy's because I didn't hear this from other people. This is my own estimation based on news reports and facts and truth, okay? Not, not just opinions. But the World Economic Forum wants the Great Reset. Is that correct? Yes. The great reset, not just the World Economic Forum, but also you have Agenda 21 with the United Nations or NATO or whoever it was. Agenda 21, which includes things like population control, eugenics, uh, and world economy. Now, what? How, how are you going to accomplish that? The question I got asked this morning was, do I think this is all on purpose? Yes! Yes, 100%. Well, it's all on purpose. Now, there, I guess there could be an argument because Ron White says people are stupid and he can't no. be stupid. And so this could be the result of there, really stupid people there are doing stupid, really no, stupid there things. Are, there but are stupid people. I'm, I'm just bringing that up to bring it up because I totally agree with what you're about to say. There are stupid people and they're called useful idiots. At least that's what uh, the yeah, KGB they, call, yeah, called them yeah, when they taught yeah, people about subversion. So the there reality is, is that you have all of this is done on purpose because what happens is the United States will divulge or divulge. I don't know what that, that's the right word will devolve into a civil war. This will come down into a hot civil war. And so the question becomes, what's that look like? Well, here's what I think it looks like because of COVID mandates in the armed forces, a lot of armed forces uh, personnel are being discharged or are leaving, even if the, some of them may even be retiring, right? These, yeah. these folks um, are capable soldiers and, uh, and uh, servicemen and women who probably are going to lean on the side of non-authoritarianism government. Hence why they're not taking the vaccine. Not anti-vaxxers, not pro-Trumpers, non-authoritarian anti-establishment people who say, you know what? This is a country built on freedoms. You can't tell us what to do with our bodies. You guys have been saying that for years. Were you just kidding? Anyway, so they probably fall on that side by and large. So 
what's going to happen for this country to go into a civil war the states have to do the thing right it's going to come down to states going well we're just not doing that well we have states saying that we're just not going to comply with your federal laws right at some point the lines are going to be drawn and guess where these dishonorably discharged folks are going to go they're going to go into the state militia or national guards i think will become state right driven well you know they will become uh, the army against the federal government greg abbott the governor of texas uh you know because there's was such a backlash at least from the administration uh to uh, the border patrol uh, guys especially the border patrol guys on horseback remember a couple Mm -hmm. weeks ago when they were Mm -hmm. you know people thought they were they were strapping as uh, as uh, grandpa joe said uh, the illegals trying to come across the uh, river when actually they were just trying to rein and control their horses. Grandpa Joe apparently has never been on a freaking horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to ride the train a lot. But anyway, he's forgotten about those days. From Scranton. From Scranton, yeah. And from Delaware to D.C. and D.C. to Delaware. He was on the Amtrak, you know, used to ride that when he was a senator. There's an argument to be made, though, that he probably still thinks he's a senator because, you know, at one point during the election campaign, he said he was run, r- running for re-election to the Senate. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> we, Abbott has already said, hey, if the feds fire you guys, any of you guys that lose your job because you were doing your job, we will hire you. Mm. You know, you'll be become a state trooper, go to work for DPS. We'll put you in a Texas Ranger uniform, the law enforcement group, not the baseball team. The law they could probably has. use them though. Yeah, the baseball team needs a lot of help. But anyway, you know, we'll put you in our uniforms. We'll put you back there on the border. We'll, you know, whatever. We'll, we will take care of you. Yeah. Because the feds, obviously... Well, that's, you know, I, this is how I see it happening, really, man. I mean, this is, it's real. It's real. And I, it's, and it's real messed up. There's a lot of people that are saying, well, it's been like this before talking about the sixties. I wasn't alive in the sixties, but you um, know what? It's I not, was. it's not been like this before. It's been similar to this, but there is something radically different, historically speaking about what's going on now and what went on before there is, in my opinion, now my advice to anybody listening to this uh and i will preface this by saying this is not legal advice or medical advice this is personal advice there is a shortage of goods in america there is going to be a continued shortage of goods in america not just from a lack of people doing their jobs in terms of manufacturing not just in terms of people not unloading trucks or loading trucks in terms of intentional denial of imports and our country runs heavily on imports i encourage you to not panic buy i encourage you to stock up on necessities don't worry about getting a bunch of bottles of water you find a way to purify water you can't take a bunch of bottles of water with you you can take purifier straw with you yeah get some things that are last you a year some canned goods get get uh i I like insurers and lucerna and just those kind of ready to drink meals they don't have to be refrigerated give you some calories and stuff and they last a year do something because if you don't take care of yourself this is this is the thing we have built a nation around government taking care of us and this is the fast forward of all this trying to hurry up and the the enemy of our country has shown their hand and you know what we do with that 
It's up to us as individuals, as personal people. We're not going to be rescued by our governments, local or otherwise. We're going to have to take care of ourselves. So if you're listening to this and you haven't already done it, buy some ammo, get some guns, get some gear, and uh, take care of yourself because this is this is going to happen. And if you're going to do that, you better do it soon because we're going to be running out of uh, everything you talked about there fairly quickly. That's now, exactly Grandpa right. Joe, Grandpa Joe today said uh you know that he is going to do what he can to fix the uh supply uh chain, i sure wish uh, he wouldn't problem he just he's makes gonna work worse. very hard he said that he would personally go to the north pole and uh talk to the big guy in the red suit wow. to ensure that everything was delivered uh, on christmas hey he apparently still believes in uh santa or saint nick well, Uncle Nicky. Let me just say, I believe in St. Nick at this point because <laughs> my little personal Santa came walking into the house this afternoon with some Pennsylvania Dutch eggnog. <sighs> and that's definitely a Christmas treat. The best. So The best of that that, that I've had. Pennsylvania Dutch. I don't disagree. And I had, I, I've, I've had that and I've had one other brand. But still. Woo. Yes, it's really good, and uh, they—it's uh, out. It's on the shelves at least uh, right now, and I—I I may get another bottle of it on my way home. So, but um, seriously, and I was kind of joking about what I said about Grandpa Joe and uh, the man <laughs> of the big. But he did talk today about the supply chain and all this kind of stuff, and they're gonna. I, I guess he's gonna make the ports uh, kind of like uh, Walmart in some places. Gonna be open twenty four seven. Uh, and they're going to do what they can to relieve, you know, some of the backlog and allow the ships in. One of the reasons that there's so many ships off the California coast and off, uh, you know, the some of the big ports in the Let east. Let me is guess. Because weather. No. Oh, that seemed to be why Southwest yeah, canceled airline. No, they. they, flights, they I guess their big deal. Part part of it is they don't have any more. <laughs> They don't have, in, in some of these big ports, like outside Los Angeles and Oakland and places like this, they don't have any more room to put containers. You know, most of these ships are, you know, they have the containers, you know, yeah. and they offload them and they put them in the port. And then when things are working normally, truckers come in and grab the containers and drive them to wherever they're supposed to go. Well, we have a shortage of truck drivers right there's a shortage of sixty thousand truck drivers in the united states and so one of the problems is they don't have enough drivers to drive the containers that have already arrived off the the port and so mm. you obviously you can't really unload a ship if you don't have anywhere to put right. the stuff and so, you know, it's not going out as fast as it's coming in. And now it's massively backlogged. Well, but so a lot they're of this, going though, to, they say they're going to fast track. Yeah, no, uh, no. You know, licenses. Who said it? Who said it? Uh, well, Jen Psaki was talking oh, about Oh, so the it government said it? Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. Grandpa now, Joe would have, but he was taking right, it now. Right, now, so here's the bull crap of it all. Well, okay, maybe it's not, but it's no different than the hospitals are overflowing with COVID patients. And then you see video of the docs, and then you see video of the hospitals. There's Now, granted, I can't trust those either, but we're back full circle. Who do you freaking trust? Here's the reality. When I see a video of a bunch of truckers sitting there waiting for their loads and nothing happening, 
I have a hard time believing that story. And well, you know what? It's a great, easy way to become a hero to solve a problem you caused. Well, and I, they're not going to be able to solve it very quickly because well, even, even fast-tracking things, it's going to take a while. And I do believe that there is, and not only is there a shortage of truck drivers, there's a shortage of dock workers because some well, of sure, them there is said, a shortage. There's no doubt about that. You know what? We're not going to work anymore if we have to take the vaccine. Right. Or they've gone to other jobs. So there is, those problems do exist. Yeah, they're real. They, they exist. But but to your point, nothing, let, me, let me word it a different way. Not a single thing has been done by the current administration to make anything better yet. Every single action has made it worse. Well, for people like, you know, Worse. regular people in the United States. Now, for right. those that, you know, the the uh, the liberal elites and people like that, they've got it pretty darn good right now. But Well, yeah, their stock's off the and charts because they're the only thing that's allowed to operate. They, uh, But everybody else, no. I mean, everything really, as much as the national media and, uh, and a lot of just regular people who... You know, I used to think had a decent brain in their heads, but obviously don't. For uh, as much as people did not like Donald Trump personally, because, you know, orange man, bad. You know, he mean tweets. As far as the country running and things getting done and things not getting done, like people coming into the country, from that wasn't happening. And various other things that shouldn't be happening were not happening under the Trump administration. And certain things that are supposed to be happening were happening under the Trump administration. Now it's reverse. You know, things that are supposed to be happening are not under Grandpa Joe. Things that are not supposed to be happening are under Grandpa Joe. They've taken basically everything that was working fine and screwed it up. Yeah. And uh, <sighs> so it's, it is a colossal mess and you know i mean i still have people and i've had i've had conversations with people who the main reason they voted for joe biden was because they didn't like donald trump sure and uh you know and and that was the only they, argument i heard for Biden. right and still you know they're you know even as bad as things are you know, and now do you do you wish you'd vote? Oh, I just didn't like him. I couldn't have voted for him no matter what. Wow. Really? All right. And I... Hey, you know, my props thing, to him for keeping their word. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know, I there were a lot of things that he did I didn't particularly like. I didn't particularly like, you know, some of the things that the way he said things. I didn't particularly like it. I'm old school. I think a president ought to act presidential. He didn't a lot of the times. Although I understood why he wasn't, because nobody was paying attention really to what he was saying and what he was doing. And so he kind of seemed like, I've got to shove it down their throats yeah. to get them to pay attention. So I understood it. I didn't particularly like it, but I got it. I understood it. But the thing that I did like was that everything was fine. Yeah. Everything was, the economy was running smoothly uh everything was getting delivered everything everything was working great unemployment was at an all-time low Whoa. employment especially among my various minority groups was at an all-time high right no matter what minority group you're talking about all-time high and so you know the results were really hard to argue with 
at least from people who could, you know, think. Articulate a sentence. Articulate a sentence. Okay. Well, my last piece of advice as we wrap up here, because we're hitting the 60-minute mark. Yeah, we are. Um, Amazon.com. We talk about the rich getting richer, right? So I know that everybody listening to this probably at one time or another has bought something from Amazon. Um, I have found, this is my little piece of advice for you, or uh, uh, advice, I got to be careful not saying that because there's all sorts of legal obligations attached to that, apparently. Just because I record it and say advice. Anyway, um, I will give you information. Uh, recently, I've bought a handful of products. I shop for them on Amazon. And then I notice who manufactures them, who sells them. And I just kind of wander over to their websites. Not only are the selections far greater, the availability is there. So far, everything has cost less to buy directly from the website of the product that I was gonna buy on Amazon. I bought a belt the other day, a specific belt, was $69 on Amazon, $59 or 60 something dollars on the company's website with free shipping. You know, that's amazing because I think a lot of people believe that you can get it cheaper on uh, you cannot. A- Amazon. You can, well, you can maybe some things, but if you're talking about exact same products, like I bought a Core Essentials belt and when I went to Core Essentials website, the same, and, and again, as, um, options like variety, there was one, they had, they had like seven styles of belt and I wanted a specific one. That specific one was not available on Amazon. In fact, only one of their 12 models was available on Amazon. All 12 were available on their website for the most part. Probably some sold out, but um, the one I wanted was there and it's on its way and it cost me less money. Ended up after shipping and everything would have been calculated because or tax, tax and shipping and everything. That's what it was. Because I put it in the shopping cart on Amazon just to see where our final price was going to be, you know. Anyway, so I saved about 10 bucks doing that. So that's the piece of advice I give to my uh, listeners that if you want to save a little money, go shop on Amazon, find out what you want, and then go to the website and just at least check it out. There you go. So that's good advice. Very well, good advice. I want to thank uh, thank you, Randy, for joining me on Conversations. Yes. It's fun. And I want to thank all of you guys uh, for joining me in Conversations. I know this one's uh, way different probably than what you're used to. If you like this, uh, you can catch this every week on Scatter Shooting from StringRace.com. I, I was going to say, it's kind of a crossover episode. Very though. much so. Yeah. In fact, very little difference. If any. (laughs) Intro music and outro music. That's the difference. (laughs) God bless you guys. Thanks for joining us. And we will see you next time.